This is Vanilla Fielding and Simon McKay welcoming you to Vanilla and Simon's film and show soundtracks. We've both been through our record collections to bring you some of our favourite music from shows and films. We've got quite a selection, some amazing music, and as Vanilla said, all from our own collections and all packed with meaning for us, and we hope to give you some sense of that too. We'll start with one of Fenella's selections. It's from Hello Dolly, Elegance. Yes, New York, it's really us, Barnaby and Cornelius. All the guests of Mr. Hackler feeling great and look spectacular. What a knack there is to that acting like a born aristocrat with if you ain't got elegance, you can never, ever carry it off. All who are well-bred agree, Minnie Faye has pedigree. Exercise your wildest whims tonight. We are out with diamond gyms tonight. Could they be misleading us? Silver spoons were used for feeding us. We got elegance. If you ain't got elegance, you can never, ever carry it off. Don't speak of it, Savoir We reek of it, some were born with rags and patches But we use dollar bills for matches And phantom built kowtows to us J.P. Morgan scrapes and bows to us We got elegance, we were born with Elegance, have you noticed when I hold my cup, the saucer never moves? And the way I keep my pinky up, indubitably proves. We got elegance, we got built in elegance and with number I think it's lovely it's gorgeous it's got a lot of swank and everybody gets a chance everybody gets a chance what different there were lots of different voices in there they've got a part of the number that they're in one solo line mm-hmm. so they have a chance mm-hmm. to stand out that's Eileen Brennan if she didn't have a number she wouldn't be worth her billing does this start to sound a bit political well the point is She's got a good supporting part in the show. Things like this give her the chance to stand out from the chorus. Ah, okay. This next track is originally from Follies, but you much preferred a later concert recording than the version on the film's soundtrack. Ah, yes. Well, Elaine Stritch can't be bettered. Broadway baby. I'm just a Broadway baby. Walking off my tired feet Pounding 
42nd Street to be in a show. Oh, Broadway, baby. Making rounds all afternoon. Eating a greasy spoon to save on my job. Oh, at my tiny flat is just my cat, a bed and a chair. Still, I'll stick it till I'm on a bill all over Times Square. If I stick it long enough, I may get to strut my stuff. Working for a nice man, like a Zigville or a Weiss man in a great Broadway Baby by Elaine Stritch, recorded in 1985. It was sung in the show by a very old lady singing about when she was young. Hmm. Brought the house down. Somebody about 80 talking about her life. That's all she wanted ever, to be in a Broadway show. It had a lot of glamour because it had a lot of beautiful girls. Beautiful girls, yes. And you saw her do this number, didn't you? Yeah. And I can't tell you what it was like. It was wonderful, with that gin-soaked voice. I'm just a Broadway baby. <laughs> Not just a gin-soaked voice, but a gin-soaked face. <laughs> you know, in a way, hearing Elaine Stritch doing anything sounds better than other people doing it. People like that... Well, they make you grateful that such a thing as records. So you can always come back to it, yeah. yeah. You can, providing they exist, mm. and how wonderful they are. My father had the most wonderful records, very famous opera singers who were still legendary. It's difficult to tell because recording techniques have changed so much. Mm -hmm. Eva Turner, well, the record at that time would only take 23 and a half minutes of music, and her aria was too long. Well, she wasn't going to have it cancelled. Instead of cutting something out, she just sang it faster. <laughs> she thought, I'm not going to get on this record unless I bloody well shrink it. So she did. Old technology. Lovely. We've got something from Mac and Mabel next. Your troubles away you bounced a big check your mom has the vapors tap your troubles away your car had a wreck they're serving you papers when you're the one that it always rains 
Try putting Mary Jane's on Your boss just gave you the axe There's years of back tax You simply can't pay If a sky full of crap Always lands in your lap Make a curtsy and tap your troubles away gets locked up tap your troubles away you're fat as a horse and find that you're knocked up when you need something to turn your mind off why not try tapping your poor behind off your boat goes over the falls the plane you're on stalls the pilot yells, pray When your parachute strap Is beginning to snap Smile a big smile and tap, tap Tap your troubles away When the wolf's at your door There's a bluebird in store If you glide across the floor Mr. Kirk and the girls, tap your troubles away from Mac and Mabel. If a sky full of crap always lands in your lap, <laughs> make a curtsy and tap your troubles away. <laughs> when you need something to turn your mind off, try tapping your behind <laughs> off. Isn't it marvellous? Real showstopper. I love it. So when you say a showstopper... A showstopper is when the audience is so drawn in that they stand on their seats and clap and really want to hear that number again and again. People who are really held in aren't held in anymore. They're suddenly swept <laughs> along. It was a big Broadway hit, but it did come over to the West End, but you told me it wasn't entirely successful. No, no, it wasn't. Not really. Years ago, when I was doing Valmouth, which was a most extraordinary musical, quite unlike anything else, I was having dinner with this Italian man. He started talking about the musical. He said, what's the most important thing, do you think, about a musical? Mm, trick question. The music? Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. But no, no. It's what the show is about. It's about the plot. He says, and he's right, it's, n it's not interesting just to have a lot of very good numbers. You need plot, and the songs that are attached to the plot help develop the plot, mm -hmm. take it further. 
and Mac and Mabel was gorgeous, but apparently the plot itself was not quite magnetic enough. Ah, okay. Well, I've got a similar example from the world of film. A very unmemorable film that didn't do very well at all, but the title track is wonderful. This is Shirley Bassey with The Liquidator. I don't know this number. It's the liquidator. The theme? It's good. God, that's fabulous. It's a great coming together of singer and song. But the arrangement is fantastic. Who who arranged it? Well, yeah, Lalo Schifrin. Mm, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie, but it's a great track. I liked it so much that in the mid-80s, when I formed a band, I called it said liquidator. Ah, then you were keen. You said the film wasn't so good, though, but who directed it? Jack Cardiff. Ah, yes, he was a brilliant... Now, what's the word when people sort of cut things? Editor? Editor, yes. Then he went into actually making movies, and that doesn't necessarily work. Well, it's obvious from the song that this was one of a whole streak of a type of movie, this isn't one I've ever heard of. I only came into it because of Shirley Bassey hearing it on one of her LPs. Wonderful number. I need you to introduce the next two tracks. They fit together, but they need some context. They're from Gypsy, the ones about entertaining. Oh, yes. Mama Rose is a woman on her uppers. She turns her young children into a vaudeville turn. Baby Rose and June. Mm -hmm. 
they had this cute little number that they sing. Rose isn't very good. Her mother's trying to get her to be more outgoing, but she's hopeless. <laughs> Much later, she is obliged to go on in place of the stripper. Uh-oh. And Rose suddenly becomes this amazing stripper doing the same number. <laughs> Let's run the two pieces together. Naturally, we'll begin with Innocence.
Gone Gypsy, Sandra Church, Let Me Entertain You, followed by Karen Moore and Jacqueline Myro doing May We Entertain You. And I can tell she's stripping by the music. It does sound very saucy. <laughs> well, even if you know what's going to happen, it's an amazing thing. Mm. This not very good performer, forced to perform by her mother, suddenly turns out to be an immense star. <laughs> so, in some ways, it's a story of coming of age. Yes. And stripping. Yeah, and stripping. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know this next one. It's from a film, and it also has a stripping scene. There's a very famous image of Mrs. Robinson taking off her stockings. As Dustin Hoffman looks on. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. The Sound of Silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence In restless dreams I walked alone Streets of cobblestone, beneath the halo of a street lamp, I turn my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stabbed by the flash of a neon light, split the night and touch the sound of silence. And in the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking People hearing without listening People writing songs That voices never share No one did the sound of silence Fools said I, you do not know Silence like a cancer grows Hear my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words like silent raindrops fell Time flashed out its warning In the words that it was forming And the sign said the words of the prophets Are written on the subway walls The tenement halls Simon and Garfunkel, The Sound of Silence. Oh, yes, lovely. It's from that movie, isn't it? The Graduate. Yeah, wonderful number. They do it so well. 
They complained about the production. I can hear the drums have been added, that's what they were complaining about. But they seem to be playing along with the song rather than dictating the tempo. I like it. You know, I picked up the original book that the graduate was taken from. Mm -hmm. Well, God knows how they made it from that book into what turned out in as that film. So, was the book any good or was it just so different? Well, it was so different. Mm. Well, I couldn't bear to read it anyway because I liked the film so much. But it must have been good, otherwise they would never have made it. Mm. OK. We've got a track next from Guys and Dolls. Take back your mink. (laughs) He bought me the fur thing five winters ago and the gown the following fall. Then the necklace, the bag, the hat and the shoes. Oh, what generous gifts. I recall. Then last night in his apartment, he tried to remove them all. And I said, as I ran down the hall, take back your mink, take back your pearl. What made you think? that I was one of those girls. Take back the gown, the shoes, and the hat. I may be down, but I'm not flat as all that. I thought that each expensive gift you'd arrange was a token of your esteem. Now when I think of what you want in exchange,
Vivian Blaine and the Hot Box Girls. What an unruly bunch the Hot Box Girls sound like. That's take back your mink. <laughs> Great. <laughs> you told me your mother always liked this one. Well, yes, she said, oh, Phoenicia, I, I like that song about the mink. Um, <laughs> I like it when she sings, I don't like your mink. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, she hasn't got it right. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing at your mother. Well, not really. <laughs> I mean, she was very sincere. <laughs> I know you're very keen on this next one too. It's from Funny Girl, who taught her everything. Eddie, the Zigfield Follies. Now she belongs to the ages. My work is done. My work is done. Our work is done. She doesn't need us. She'll have cake. We'll have crumbs. Be careful of the stage door. Here she comes, here she comes. Hello, Fanny, hello all. Hello, Fanny, it's me, Mama. What do you mean, Mama who? Oh. It's good to see her from afar. I lost a daughter, but I gained a star. She knows. I taught her everything she knows. She sings like a bird. Yes, indeed. But who used to stand there and feed her the seed? Who taught her how to pick her clothes? Eddie, that I did. Yeah, but who taught her how to tap her toes? But will she admit it? Kid, you said it. They all forget they know ya when it comes to credit. Tell me, have you ever seen her take this pose? I taught her everything, how to hook and how to sing. I taught her everything she knows. Wait, Eddie, she'll blame us yet. Who taught her everything she knows? Let me hear it, Rosie. I taught her everything she knows. Ain't it the truth? That mischievous smile, the devil may care. You don't pull such mannerisms out of the air. The men who are older might prefer the original manufacturer. It hurts me to say it, but why not be fair? When you see her on the stage, you see me there. She still has trouble executing one of those. If they could have paid the price, they'd have hired Rosie Bright. Who stands after every show selling matches in the snow. But in the world of grease paint, that's the way it goes. Oh, we taught her everything, how to hoof and how to sing. We taught her how to whack a jump from here to K 
Kay Medford and Danny Meehan with Who Taught Her Everything. Ah, oh, they're great <laughs> lyrics. I lost a daughter, but I gained a star. It's <laughs> all about priorities. Absolutely. Yeah. Gets it all from me, you know. <laughs> the modesty. Yeah. It's a brilliant number. Now, it might not altogether surprise you to hear that it was cut from the film oh. by We Know Who. Oh. Miss Streisand. Oh, famously in this yeah. film, Funny Girl, yes. Funny Girl. And I thought to myself at the time, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> it was so brilliantly funny to have the fact that she becomes a star and they come on and do this number. Yeah. The usual stuff, you know, she gets it all from me. Yeah. And you see, I showed her how to do this and how to work on the audience to do that. <laughs> yes, it's just like life. She'd never have got there if it hadn't been for me. You, you've got a theory as to why they dropped it from the film, haven't you? Well... I just rather think that Barbara Streisand might have had something to say about uh -huh. it. You know, it yeah. might have reflected badly on her, although it was a fictitious character. <laughs> Walter played the lead. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, well, he talked about her being a little nervous sometimes. Right. He said, after all, it's the first film she's directed. <laughs> That's very pointed. So do you think when you took to the stage that your parents were somewhere singing this song to each other, saying that they taught you everything that you know? No, they're quite the reverse. <laughs> They were saying, I can't think how she got like this. Oh she didn't get it from me. <laughs> they were both saying it, one after the other, back and forth. Well, there you are. They might have changed their oh. minds now. OK, the next track. You probably won't recognise this. No, actually, you might. It's from a film we saw together, Get Carter. Ah, when we went to Wolfgang Sushitsky's 100th birthday tribute. Yeah, that, that was amazing. He was the cinematographer for Get Carter. Huh? Here's the main theme.
1971, the main theme from Get Carter. Terribly nice. Who wrote it? Roy Budd. Is he famous? Well, most famous for this, I think. Anything visual to this? Are they driving or something? Exactly, yes. It accompanies the train travelling from London to Newcastle. Ah, it's gorgeous. Very Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire? In fact, Fred Astaire ought to have been in it. <laughs> they could have got him if they'd tried. Instead of Michael Caine? Well, as well as Michael Caine. <laughs> Excellent. I can imagine the two of them together. We have another from Elaine Stritch next, as she's your favourite. Ah, as she's my favourite. I'd like to propose a toast. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody laugh. Lounging in their caftans and planning a brunch on their own behalf. Off to the gym. Then to a fitting, claiming their fat. And looking grim, cause they've been sitting, choosing a hat. Does anyone still wear a hat? I'll drink to that. Here's to the girls who stay smart, aren't they a guess? Rushing to their classes in optical art, wishing it would pass. Another long, exhausting day, another thousand dollars, a matinee. Clutching a copy of life Just to keep in touch The ones who follow the rules And meet themselves at the schools Too busy to know that they're fools Aren't they a gem? I'll drink to them Just watch, aren't they the best? When they get depressed, it's a bottle of scotch plus a little jest. Another chance to disapprove, another brilliant singer, another reason not to move, another vodka singer. 
girls on the go Everybody tries Look into their eyes And you'll see what they know Everybody dies A toast to that invincible bunch The dinosaur surviving the crunch Let's hear it for the ladies who lunch Elaine Stritch, Ladies Who Lunch, from the show Company. Ah, oh, she's wonderful. And it's wonderful. Oh, I remember the first time I heard it, that show, Company. It was an amazing show, you know. People either liked it a great deal or they couldn't bear it. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe that could be true, but it was. The audience liking it, you know, was divided about 60-40. I can't remember which way. <laughs> I saw it again before I left New York, and I got chatting with some guy at the airport. You know, we got on terribly well. And then I discovered I was one of the people who enjoyed the show, and he was one who didn't. Mm. Well, that was it. The whole glamour <laughs> fell away. Before we got on the plane, we were about to get married, but now the whole affair was suddenly off. <laughs> There's not just one theme in the number, there's lots going on. It was written by Stephen Sondheim. Ah, he's a brilliant lyricist. Fantastic mind and a marvellous composer too. In West Side Story, he was just the lyricist. Starting out. Yes, it was very new then, it was a big chance for him. Mm. Now he's the grand master. Yes. Well, this track, next track, was written by Scott Walker, already a singer in 1966. He was just getting started as a writer when the Walker brothers recorded this.
That's all she left you when she went away. By walking streets you never know when the night comes sitting in places that you go Walker Brothers, deadlier than the male. What did you think of that? Well, I liked some of it. Uh-huh. Oh, it's that tone. OK, what did you like? Well, I liked it as it got toward the end. Uh-huh. No, what I mean <laughs> is, it got everything together. Yeah. You know, all the pink, roses, the pink roses, their voice, and it became amazing. I love it. It's the minor keys, you know, it just adds some gravitas to it. it adds, mm. Even when it might be a bit fluffy, the, the minor keys just make much more of it. Oh, yeah. And I love that line, the female of the species is deadlier than the male. Yes. It's Rudyard Kipling. Is it? Oh. Amazing. I didn't know that. Well, it's always good to borrow from the best. (laughs) We almost had a track from Jungle Book, and we could have linked it to Bare Necessities from the Disney soundtrack, but uh, something had to go. We just can't squeeze everything in, but we simply must have time for all of this next one. This stopped me in my tracks. Butler's song. David, I'm worried about you being an actor. Why? Well... If you get to be famous, you'll forget about me. Never. You'll go to Hollywood, meet beautiful movie stars, and forget about me. Never. You'll get rich, you'll have a mansion with a butler, and forget about me. Oh, never. 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 Hello. Yes, this is the residence of David Kollowitz, the famous actor. No, this is Marlowe, the butler. Who's calling, please? Ah, Miss Garbo. No, I'm sorry, Mr. Collowitz can't come to the phone right now. Pardon? What? Yes, of course I can tell you why not. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio. That's why he cannot speak to you. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio and may not be disturbed till he's through. No, he can't call you back at 5.30. At 5.30 he humps Alice Faye. Then Jean Harlow at 7, May West at 11, and somewhere between them, Faye No! Tomorrow, I fear, is no better. He'll be banging Jean Arthur at ten. Carol Lombard at one. Myrmaloy, Irene done. Half an hour for dinner and then. He's booked solid to midnight at which time. It's Dolores Del Rio again. I could set you up an appointment, but the waiting list's endless, I fear. Ruby Keeler 
Just been waiting six months now. Betty Davis for over a year. No, next Friday is out of the question. Cancellations are simply unknown. There's Miss Dietrich, and then it is time for Miss Bennett. No, Constance, on Tuesday it's Joan. No, next Wednesday you haven't a hope, miss. He stoops, Sylvia, Sydney at four. Then May Murray, May Clark, and then after it's dark, with Lamour and Lamar, it's more. Then, as usual, just as a nightcap, it's Dolores del Rio on might be an opening in April. If you promise you won't take too long, you'd go right after Madeline Carroll, and just before Anna May Wong. Oh, no, wait, that's not any good either. I'd forgotten these penciled-in dates. There's Joan Crawford, and then he must meet Sonia Henny. They're going to try it on skates. Please, it's no good you're weeping, Miss Garble. And it's no use your taking that tone. You can rave, you can rant. Mr. Polowitz can't, simply can't come and talk on the phone. He's screwing Dolores Del Rio. And he wants to be, you know, alone. Well, you probably guessed that period number. <laughs> I've never wanted to be a show singer, but actually, if I could have done that every night, I could have run for years. That's wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. What do you think? Well, I, I do. I think it's fantastic. It's so witty. So many variations on screwing. I've never heard the whole score, you know. Hmm. I know it was set in the 30s. All that was going on in the 30s. Well... Of course. <laughs> oh, I know it's regrettable, <laughs> but there it is. One must face facts. Sex isn't new, you know. At least, I don't think so. But every generation thinks they've invented it. Well, I have to say that as a matter of interest, this was a show that was done off-Broadway. Uh-huh. That makes it OK. Well, I was surprised by the lyrics. I had to do a double take. It doesn't hold back. Not at all. Mm. <laughs> We've got something from the first James Bond film next, and that also surprised me. And I'll explain what it was that was such a surprise. This is Underneath the Mango Tree. <laughs> The mango tree, me honey and me, come watch for the moon. Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me, make bulu loop soon. Underneath the moonlit sky, me honey and I, come sit hand in hand. Underneath the moonlit sky, me honey and I, come make fairy land. Mango, banana, and tangerine Sugar, anaki, and cocoa bean When we get married, we make them grow And nine little child in a row Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me Come watch for the moon 
Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me, we plan marry soon. Mango, banana and tangerine, sugar and ackee and cocoa bean. When we get married, we make them grow, nine little child in a row. Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me, come watch for the moon. Underneath the mango tree, me honey and me, we plan marry soon. Underneath the mango tree, underneath the mango tree, underneath the mango tree, underneath the mango tree. From Dr. No, Underneath the Mango Tree. I didn't think you'd recognise it, but I thought you'd like it. Lovely. Diana Copland. She was a band singer. <laughs> you know, it's like a very beautiful young girl. Mm. Well, I didn't know this until we started talking about this, and I'm astonished. I've had this record for years, but didn't realise Diana Copland was in Bless This House. She was married to Sid James. Was she? Well, on the TV show, I meant. Ah, yes, because I once met his wife, and she was very wary indeed of anybody who might possibly even have looked at her. Oh, right, OK, yes. Well, that is different. But Diana Copland singing that song, I always imagined it was recorded in Jamaica by a young local singer. Next, we've got something from Fiddler on the Roof. Goldie, I've decided to give Perchick permission to become engaged to our daughter, Huddle. Absolutely nothing. He's a good man, Goldie. I like him. And what's more important, Huddle likes him. Huddle loves him. So what can we do? It's a new world. A new world. Love. Goldie, do you love me? Do I what? Do you love me? Do I love you? With our daughters getting married and this trouble in the town, you're upset, you're worn out, go inside, go lie down. Maybe it's indigestion. Goldie, I'm asking you a question. Do you love me? You're a fool. I know. But do you love me? Do I love you? Well? For 25 years I've washed your clothes, cooked your meals, cleaned your house, given you children, milked the cow. After 25 years, why talk about love right now? Goldie. The first time I met you was on our wedding day. I was scared. I was shy. I was nervous. So was I. But my father and my mother said we'd learn to love each other. 
And now I'm asking Goldie, do you love me? I'm your wife. I know. But do you love me? Do I love him? Well? For 25 years I've lived with him, fought with him, starved with him. 25 years my bed is his. If that's not love, what is? Then you love me. I suppose I do. And I suppose I love you too. It doesn't change a thing, but even so, after 25 years, it's nice to know. Zero Mostel and Maria Karmalova, do you love me? I don't like this version so much. I like his voice. I think his voice is fantastic. Oh, I remember the play, well, the musical, on stage in London. When he turned to her and said, Do you love me? Her face was unbelievable. Her eyes. <laughs> For a moment, she couldn't speak. Then she repeated it as if, you know, this kind of conversation is disgusting. It's all a matter of how it's played by the actor and actress, if it's funny or touching or not, or just an oddity. I think it's a very tricky thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come over like that on this particular performance. It came as such a surprise in the show. The wife replying in the song with indignation, making a fool of us in front of all these people. In a culture where it's all done by matchmakers, Mm. love doesn't come into it. If you can bear each other, it's (laughs) wonderful. If you can get on for 40 years, it's a miracle. Now, Miriam Carlin's face, when he came up with that line, do you love me? Mm -hmm. She was speechless. I thought her eyes were actually going to pop out of her head and engulf the entire audience. <laughs> Do you love me? She was speechless. <laughs> Horrified, he's gone mad. Mm. Well, what you've just said about not particularly liking that version on the record, that was a bit of a theme as we went through these songs from the soundtrack LPs. Sometimes the records didn't live up to what the musicians and singers would do on stage. And it was true with a track from one of your plays, Valmouth. There was very little instrumentation on it. It was dominated by a foul-sounding Hammond organ. Sandy was very determined to use it because there was so much churchiness in the show. Mm. He felt sure that people would get past the sound. But Mm. it it spoiled it, though. Well, it is such a shame. And a shame also that we're at the end of the show. But we've kept one of our top bananas till last. Ah, Tony Newley. (laughs) Yes, this isn't actually from a soundtrack, but it sounds like it easily could be. Oh, it's a lovely song to end on. Indeed. Just before you announce it, 
You've been listening to Fenella and Simon's film and show soundtracks. You hear how I go into the different voice to talk to the audience. If you'd like to hear some of our previous shows, just go to Fenella's website, fenellafielding.com. Okay, it's time to announce our last track. We'll be back in 2015, but for now, we're finished with Tony Newley. Yes, we have no bananas. I love this. Thank you for listening. Yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. We've brought beans like bunions. We got cabbages and onions and all kinds of fruit. And say, we have an old fashioned tomato, a nice Jersey potato. Mm, but yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today There's a fruit store on our street It's run by a Greek And he has good things to eat But you should hear him speak When you ask him anything Now he never answers no He just yeses you to death And as he takes your dough He tells you yes We've got no nanas We've got no nanas today we got raw beans just like bunions We got cabbages, we got onions And all kinds of goodies, yeah We've got an old fashioned tomato And a nice fat jersey potato uh, But yes, we've got no nanas We've got no nanas today Yes, we've got no great big lovely big fat bananas today We've got no nanas today We got broad beans just like onions We got cabbages, we got onions And three kinds of rhubarb Oh yeah We have an old-fashioned tomato And a real-life Jersey potato Yeah, dear, but yes We've got no nanas. We got broad beans like bunions. We got cabbages and onions. We got pears and cucumbers in unlimited numbers. We've got grapes and tomatoes. We got King Edward potatoes. We've had them since early last May. 